Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to our podcast, Unknown. Where we break down untold and untrue Black history facts. I am your host, Erica. And I'm your co-host, Darnell. Let's get, 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 get it started. All right, let's get started. We got another great episode today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Darnell, what's up? What have you been up to? How you been? You know what? Just been doing a lot of writing. Um, I started watching, um, I think the last time we talked, I hadn't started. I've been watching um, I May Destroy You. And Ooh, that show yes. is perfect. Just give it all of the awards right, right now. We were texting about that and I was just like, we yeah. have to have a conversation because that yeah. show. Mm. Black people. Black people. All the way across the pond and yet they all feel relatable. And God. So it's, it's great. And then Michaela yeah. Cole is a genius. I feel like we're always bigging up an HBO show on this podcast. <laughs> I know. But you know what? You know what we're really bigging up? We're bigging up black people. Exactly. That show is 100% black, black culture, and yet they're all the way across the pond. And I feel like I know those cats all of them. Mm -hmm. Great show. Mm -hmm. Love it. What you been up to? Nothing. I, you know, escaped home for a little bit, went back to North Carolina, celebrated my birthday. That was great. You know, now I'm just back here also writing, trying to, you know, you know, just get some things done, be super, super productive while I can. So this week, Darnell, we are going, I got a great story for you. We are going to talk about the first house Negro. Ooh, <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. So we taking it all the way back to the 1700s <laughs> for this story. Get your history books out, audience. Get your history books out. Dust them bitches off because we are going for it. Yes. The first house Negro. And I'm excited about this one because I think this is the first time we're actually talking about a lady. Yes. So shout out to my ladies out there. Big up, ladies. Big up. <laughs> yes. But so so this story is about Mabel Pettiford, a.k.a. Maybe Petty. <laughs> which, That's a dope ass name. <laughs> which is, which is an a interesting nickname that was given to her, which we will un- unveil it within I mean, is, throughout this story is there some special significance to that maybe petty i mean <laughs> maybe <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> that that but that's her name it just like it just stuck with her but mabel pettiford is the first house negro and mabel was born in 1776 on a plantation in south carolina she was the youngest of seven kids and as soon as she was of age, she was out in the fields picking cotton like, like everybody else. You know, that that was the job. That's what you did. Woke up, you picked cotton, went to sleep, dreamt about cotton. You know, that was just, unfortunately, the, the reality of that situation in the 1700s. But, you know, this is probably like no shocker to anyone. Mabel, Mabel hated picking cotton. And it wasn't because, you know, the sizzling southern sun or the blisters on her fingers, you know, that were bleeding from doing all the picking mm-hmm. or the dehydration. What Mabel hated the most was the singing. <laughs> the Negro spirituals that they sang out in the field? Yes. She hated all of those old Negro spirituals, hymns, choruses, ad libs, whatever. She hated all of that because she was just like, why the fuck are, why do you guys have joy? Why are you singing? We're in the heat. We're picking cotton. We're slaves. How can you be happy? This sucks. Slavery sucks. We're not here by choice. Kanye West. It's not a choice. We don't want to be here. Right? (laughs) 
So Mabel was I forgot about that bar. Right? <laughs> Slavery is not a choice. And Mabel was like, no. This I don't I don't I don't understand why we're 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 singing. I mean, I, I maybe to help pass time, but she just wasn't having it. And at her core, Mabel was a rebel. You know, mm. she was again the youngest of seven, so like she was a fighter. She knew she had to fight. She knew she had to like speak up for herself. So she was over it. And at the age of fourteen, you know, over like two months, Mabel persuaded twelve other field Negroes to revolt. Whoa! She was gonna at fourteen. She planned a revolt on her plantation. She wanted to overtake it. That's power right there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. But the night of the revolt, Mabel goes to the meetup location. She's like, all right, you know, meet me, you know, by a little outhouse, three in the morning, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes there and then guess what? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Someone snitched. Man, they had snitches back then, too. They had snitches. Someone snitched on our girl, Mabel. They turned her into their master sold sis out damn and when she got mm-hmm. caught mabel was like negroes ain't shit <laughs> sound familiar right now <laughs> i mean that's real that's real, shit. that's real shit she was like negroes ain't shit they sold me out she was i love that she's saying them. it the politically correct way to negroes ain't shit i mean this you is know. the 1700s so you sure. know we didn't we didn't add the A yet. We didn't. We add the it a hadn't yet. evolved yeah. into uh, nigg- niggas. Yeah. Uh, so she was like, "Niggas ain't shit. They sold me out. This is terrible." So obviously, you know, there were consequences for uh, Mabel's failed revolt. She suffered fourteen lashes to the back, mm. and then they forced her to sit out in like four hundred degrees sun for the rest Jeez. of the day and let her wounds cook. Like bacon. 400 degrees? That sounds like a damn juvenile album right there. Hey, you know. <laughs> <that's> what, <laughs> shout out to Juvie. Yes. Hot, blistering. Welch's on her back. Had to sit out there. And she she was furious. Pissed. She felt betrayed by her mm-hmm. own brothers, you know? She was, again, she was trying to do this for them. Thinking she was doing something good and wanting to get out of this, you know, terrible situation. But she was definitely portrayed. And since Mabel was born October 28th, that meant she was a Scorpio. Mm. And the thing about Scorpios, they fucking love revenge. If you wrong a Scorpio, that's like the most lethal human being on planet. Never, never, you should never wrong across a Scorpio. That's just, that's the facts that I live by. Yo, I... I feel like I'm learning. So I, I don't know anything about signs and stuff like that. But now that you're telling me about Scorpios, I feel like that explains why my sister always does the shit that she does to me. Is your sister a Scorpio? A Scorpio. Mm. I think she's a Scorpio. Yeah, that explains it. Mm-hmm. She, that really is she a little it. vengeful? I mean... I love you to death, baby girl. Love you. <laughs> yeah, she, just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Mm. See, we always learning something about Darnell's family on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We know so much about you. So, yeah, uh, you watch out. Don't cross your sister. But I'm sure you guys love each other. So it's great. Yeah, on Mondays. Um, <laughs> sounds about right. Um, so a few days later, you know, Mabel's back in the fields, back working. And by this time, you know, she stopped talking to everybody. 
She's like, <laughs> right? She's like, I don't trust nobody. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to talk to you guys. I'm not even going to talk to her parents, her brothers and sisters. Like, she was like, fuck them all. Mm-hmm. So when Mabel was working, she sees something outside of her master's house. And it's her master's mm-hmm. poor, frail, white wife struggling to hang up some bed sheets on a clothesline. Basic shit, but, you know, the wind's blowing a bit, so that's throwing her all off, and she can't find the short end of it and pin it on the clothesline. You know how it is tackling bed sheets. That should just be overcomplicated. Yo, it takes me forever to figure out how to put the, you know what I mean, the the, the, the short john that you're supposed to put over the bed, like, exactly. it never fits. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I actually just, like, recently bought new bed sheets, and they labeled it short end, and I was like, oh, Yo. what? Best invention Love. ever. <laughs> right. I was like, yo, I'm always going to buy these sheets. Best best thing ever. But yeah. she was struggling. She was a mess. You know, she's white as expected. So Mabel <laughs> drops her bucket of cotton, crosses the field, and helps out the weak wife. So at first, the useless wife was startled and ready to scream for help. She was like, well, oh my God, what are you doing? But then she saw that Mabel, you know, knew how to pin the sheets onto the clothesline and Mabel helped her, you know, hang the rest of the remaining sheets. And once she was done, Mabel planted her seed. She told the Mm. pathetic wife, I can help you all around the house if you need an extra hand. Uh -uh. You think she Mm -mm. took Mabel up on her offer? I see bad things coming. I see, Mm. I see bad things on the horizon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she was like, "Yes, of course, of course, I would. I want your help." Seconds later, the wife was begging her husband to keep Mabel in the house. She said, "I need a house Negro like you got these field Negroes." And the rest, damn, she coming up with titles and everything like that. I mean, I, I don't really know who she is. And I ain't gonna shout her out because you know this no. is about black culture. But she's a Karen. Let's just call her a Karen. Yeah, Karen. probably yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the rest was history after there. The next day, while all the other field Negroes were grabbing their cotton pails and hats and, you know, getting out on the field, Mabel shashayed her butt into the house and she made sure she walked by everybody. She mm-hmm. made sure everybody saw her as she strutted up into the big house, literally. She was yeah. so happy. So happy. But, you know, obviously, like, you know, she was working, so she had to dust and wash dishes and cook meals, you know. But most importantly, Mabel didn't have to hear that fucking singing. She didn't have to she didn't have to <laughs> hear those people. <laughs> right. That was her goal. Like she was like, I don't want to hear y'all singing because ain't nothing happy about this. So if I could be in the house, great. Plus, another benefit that she received that she didn't even realize is now that she was inside, she was keeping her skin out the sun, which meant she started to get lighter. Whoa. She was a house nigga and a light bright? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's when the real war began. Mabel started oh. feeling herself like a true no. light skin queen. <laughs> she was on her Drake shit. <laughs> All in her feelings. All in her feelings. And just, but just happy. Happy too, you know? And every chance she got, 
to stand by the window to give all those field Negroes a view of her. She took it. She wanted them to see how she was living now. She was literally like on petty level 50. Yo, that's that loving hip hop shit right there. Like petty, 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 petty. Petty, petty, petty. petty. And, and this is where her nickname started circulating. Mabel Petty Ford became oh. maybe Petty. <laughs> <laughs> and she was being Petty. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The creation of the first house nigga was a Petty woman? <laughs> <laughs> a Petty light skin woman. A Petty light bright. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. Actually, no, I'm just going to stop saying light bright now because I don't want a light bright to come and hit me with some petty. Right, right. Light skin, black people. I will say. <laughs> you, you, do you know any petty people in your life, Jordan? Name them. I mean, call them out. I, I mean, I definitely do know some petty people. I mean, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to be a snitch like the, those, those field Negroes. I'm not going to do that. But they know who they are. <laughs> they know who they know who they, those petty people are. Right. John, you know you are John, and you was petty for that shit. You know you were. That sound like a basic ass name. You're not really calling nobody. Out. I'm not. Yeah, I you're so nice. Yeah, you know I can't. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I hope you wouldn't have any petty people in your life. Oh no, no, I do have some petty people. I'm just not gonna scream them out. I'm just not gonna scream them out. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. yeah, they don't deserve yeah. the attention, but <laughs> but so like you know, after like a few days, a couple of the other field Negroes approached Mabel and asked her if they could, you know if she could put in a good word with the master's incompetent wife, because I love your adjectives for the wife. Like every, <laughs> every, every paragraph that changes, you're like the useless white wife, the stupid white wife, the incompetent white wife. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I have some white women friends, but it. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is history. I'm not making this up. This is just what the history books real. say. It's all it's real. real. It's real yes. So they wanted to put in a good word with the incompetent wife because they wanted to be house Negroes too. And a lot of mm. these, like, um, these people were much older, you know, and they couldn't be out in the fields like they used to. And Mabel was just like, okay, I, I, I agree. Like, I'll, I'll help you guys out, um, but for a price. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Obviously. She's still petty. Mm. She said, you know, if I get you a job as a house Negro, then you have to completely separate yourself from all the other field Negroes. No communication. No more singing with them. You got to turn up your nose at every chance you get. You make them hate you and themselves. Mm. She basically wanted them to be sellouts. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. And I mean, who wouldn't want the opportunity to be in the house over the fields, right? It's facts. It's facts. You don't think about the cost, though. You don't? See what the slave owners did? They institutionalized racism, institutionalized self-hate. Mm. Mm. I mean, really? And so eventually, like, Mabel began recruiting more and more house Negroes. But, you know, who she never gave an opportunity to? Who? Them snitches. Of course. Of course. This was, Snitches get stitches. This was all or, a part of her plan. Not in the house. Or whips or not in the house, yeah. Yeah, or not in the house, yeah. <laughs> She got every house Negro to turn on them, which created a lot of animosity between all the slaves. And mm. honestly, Mabel Pettyford is the reason why colorism exists today in the black community. Wow. 
She started that shit. She started the divide between the black community way back in 1776 when she decided to be a house Negro. That's major. That's wow. Yep. Actually, now that you think about it, her name fits then because it's that it was petty. It was petty. It's petty. Color colorism is petty. Colorism. It, really? Yeah. Yes, colorism is petty. I don't. I hate that shit. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But like that's where we are, and this is our history, and you know we need to know our history in order to move forward. Wow. And that is how she became the first House Negro. Damn. Mm. That's that. <laughs> Thank you no. for the hand clap. You know what it is? It's like because it's such an interesting story because it has such those fun and funny elements. But it's like, damn, like it's really it makes you think about that a little bit, like how crazy all that is. Right. And I I mean, I think it was like even like Malcolm X, who, you know, I think it was in 1963, he was making a speech and he was just talking about like the house Negro versus the field Negro and the divide that it created. And, you know, I mean, every community has a little bit of, you know, internal conflict. But yeah. um, I don't. I don't think any anybody more than us, unfortunately. But you know, we have a yeah. long, complicated history. But Mabel was the one who jumped all this stuff off. But it. I think she had a valid reason. Like they wasn't. They snitched on her. You can't be snitching when she's trying to revolt. We're supposed to all be together. But at the same time, I will say what I love about your story. It does show what happens when we don't communicate. Right. You know, communication broke down and then she turned into that petty. Exactly. But honestly, she was petty from the beginning because she didn't want to be out in the fields because she didn't like the singing. So facts, facts. I mean, she should have just came up with a new song. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Darnell, if you could think of uh, a song, uh, a, a nice Negro spiritual to sing out in the fields, what would you be? What what would the song it sound would be, like? Um, fuck these white people that are making us do this dumb shit. Fuck these white people that are making us do this dumb shit. In a few hundred years, they're gonna make us do some other crazy shit that we don't want to do. Then guess what? They're gonna monetize all the shit that we do and not give us credit. Take our culture <laughs> <laughs> and rob us blind yeah. and won't give us a dime. There we go. Hey, bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> our, our song creativity level is low. Well, mine is. That was yes. actually really yeah. good. So no, I'll no, speak no, for no. myself. Was, yeah, not, I, would, <laughs> I probably would have been one of them people out there singing because I'm just super optimistic and I would just been like, we ain't got nothing else to do, but. I probably would have hey. sold out and went to the house too, given the opportunity. You would have been a house nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I, man, I think I would have. Like honestly, like if we had to survey black people, who wouldn't want to be in the house? Yeah, I mean, we we're lucky. We're lucky. You know, we're really blessed that we didn't have to live through all of mm-hmm. that because it's it's you know, which is crazy, crazy now because now we're in quarantine and air. You see all these black people out and about not being in the yeah. house. So maybe they mm-hmm. all are. Now we can determine who are the modern day field Negroes versus the house yeah. Negroes who stand inside and who's not. Hey, I mean, <laughs> story, o- story of OJ points it out pretty clear. Mm. Pretty clear. Yes. Good song. Good song. But that's our story. Good story. Yeah. Good story, Eric. I loved it. Thank you. Nice, short and simple. Um, so as always, we got to throw in some real black history facts. 
that real shit for your ass. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we gonna- you know how the radio stations always have like those cut-ins or like weird voices? Yeah. We got- I feel like we need to do that shit. It's that real shit for your ass. That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take that clip and just like, and just insert that randomly. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we do this segment. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the section. <laughs> right. I love it. It's some real shit for your ass. For your ass. <laughs> Yes. Um, Talk about the Stono Rebellion of 1739. The Stono Rebellion was the largest slave revolt ever staged in the 13 colonies. On Sunday, September 9th, about 20 slaves under the leadership of a man named Jimmy provided whites with a painful lesson on the African desire for liberty. Many of the members of the group were seasoned soldiers, either from their experiences of war or from their experiences in in their homes in Angola, where they were captured and sold and had been trained in use of weapons. They gathered at the Stono River and raided a warehouse-like store called Hutchinson's and executed the white owners and placed their victims' heads on the store's front steps for all to see. Then they moved to other houses in the area, killing the occupants and burning structures, marching through the colony toward St. Augustine, Florida, where under Spanish law, they would be free. As the march proceeded, not all slaves joined the insurrection. In fact, some hung back and actually helped hide their masters, but many were drawn to it, and the insurrectionists soon numbered about 100. They paraded down King's Highway, according to sources, carrying banners and shouting, Liberty. The slaves fought off the English for more than a week before colonists raided and killed most of the rebels, although some very likely reached Fort Mose. But even after colonial forces crushed the Stono uprising, outbreaks occurred, including the very next year when South Carolina executed at least 50 additional rebel slaves. Jeez. Mm. Crazy. I've never actually even heard about this. I've never heard this, of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's certain there's certain ones like the Nat, the Nat Turner mm-hmm. that obviously, you know, we all hear. And not just because of the movie I had heard about the Nat Turner mm-hmm. one, but there's so many of these uprisings that we don't know about they just don't tell us about right and, and part of it is like they don't want you to know about it because in relation to like a lot of these protests like they know we have we will burn shit down to the ground and you know they absolutely do not want that and you know i think they want us to think that our ancestors accepted slavery and we were content and loyal with it and that's mm-hmm. not the case i think there were like a lot of rebellions and revolts but they don't want to tell you about that you know because then that spark catches and yeah. everyone's gonna it's do it to yeah. yeah 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 and that's why i kind of like pointed out like you know slavery wasn't no fucking choice we wasn't trying to nah. <laughs> trying we didn't to have do any that. power so how was it a choice we didn't have any power yeah. so there was no option for us to choose one or the other it wasn't a fucking multiple choice test Ex- you know what I mean? exactly like, and then people wanted to live they knew if they tried if they got out of the line like you could lose your life and you know you want to be there for your family you want to you know no one wants to like be a martyr. You want to try to live your life and make the best of it. And you know, it's interesting. Yeah. The interesting thing I think about that real thing now is like, I feel like the version of our insurrection now, because of the power that we have is economic power. Like just imagine yes. the, all of those NBA stars down in Florida or Disneyland. Imagine if all of them in unison, the WNBA stars and NBA stars just fucking flooded out of there and just left. We have the economic power. Mm-hmm. Rappers, stop making music. Mm-hmm. Sports stars, stop doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All the black wrestlers, all the sports, everything. If we just stopped, we shake and move the world. Yeah. 
And then they have no choice but to do something because all those racist cats out there, what do they do every Sunday or Saturday? I should say they watch college football. Yeah. College football ain't nothing without black. Folks. Exactly. And that's why I'm just so surprised, like, you know, especially with the NFL, because there's so many black athletes like they could have really they could really like gain more control. And I, I know they're trying to do it like and people want to do yeah. it in a tactful way because people don't lo- lose their jobs and they have families to support. But you know, I think we're at a point now, it's like we got to take drastic actions to really like get the change. And yeah. we saw a lot of it with the with the major protests. But yeah, I, I think it's just about like coming together and being on one accord, which is like hard because, you know, just like you got the house niggas in the field niggas, everybody's got different point of views and everyone's got like, you know, different way of wanting to tackle things. Just like you got Malcolm and Martin. So we're not always going to agree. Petty, y'all. Don't, be, Don't petty. be petty. Don't be Mabel. Don't be a Mabel. And that was our conclusion of that's some real shit for your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's, like, it's like a little bit of Flavor Flav, a little bit of my grandfather after some E&J. It's like a little mix of like <laughs> <laughs> a little mix of both. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, that's it. As always, thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to tip your waiter and to subscribe and check us out next week (laughs) for a brand new episode. Oh, yeah. And be sure to follow us on social media. If you want to slide into our DMs, hire us or, you know, just shoot the shit. You can find me at I am Erica Noel on Twitter and Instagram. And because I'm awkward, you can find me as the words within on IG. And that's words with a Z. And then you can also find me on just a brother on Twitter. Cause I'm just a brother. Mm, that's a lot, but okay. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs>